You are listening to an ounce. Season 2, episode 27, A Free Steak Dinner, The Hard Way. You are listening to an ounce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Or in this case, it might be 16 ounces of the best, most flavorful and juiciest beefsteak you've ever had, cooked over an open flame, seasoned to absolute perfection, with just the right amount of pink in the center, the kind of flavor and satisfaction that almost make you want to shed a tear of sympathy for the vegetarians you know. I expect that's how he felt enjoying that free steak dinner at his favorite bar and grill with friends and family in the high desert west. He was born and brought up in a rural community in the first half of the 20th century. He was a rare mix of tough and smart. He knew how to work hard, was occasionally restless, and one of those people who learned fast. He was born the son of a gas driller and grew up turning wrenches. He was a very competent mechanic at a very young age. A few months after graduating from high school, he enlisted in the Army Air Corps. Unlike many capable young men, he wasn't interested in flying, perhaps because his first encounter with airplanes was when one made an emergency landing in a field near his home. So it wasn't the flying that seemed important to him. It was what would it take to make them reliable and keep them in the air that got his attention. After all, the mechanics of things was what he was inspired by. His military career took a different direction when he realized he could get a quick promotion and a good pay raise by volunteering for the Army Air Corps' Flying Sergeants program. And in 1943, he earned his pilot's wings. In 1943, he was transferred to England to fly with a fighter squadron. On his seventh mission, he shot down his first enemy aircraft. On his eighth mission, the tables turned, and he was shot down over occupied France. He bailed out successfully and, though injured, managed to evade the Germans, make contact with the French resistance, and escape to neutral Spain. Under normal circumstances, being shot down would have barred him from rejoining his unit to fly combat missions, but he appealed all the way up the chain to General Dwight D. Eisenhower and was allowed to return to his unit. Shortly thereafter, he shot down five enemy aircraft in one day, so returning him to combat was apparently a good call. This pilot had become so capable that he even downed a German Messerschmitt ME-262 jet fighter with his propeller-driven Mustang P-51. Following World War II, he gained additional experience as a maintenance officer at Wright Field. This position gave him the chance to get good at piloting lots of different airplanes. Based on his proficiency with multiple aircraft, he was invited by Colonel Albert Boyd, who was in charge of the Air Force Aircraft Testing Division, to become a test pilot. So in August of 1947, he relocated with his wife Glennis to Muroc Air Base in California. Here, he met a new group of friends, including Frances Lowe Barnes, also known as Poncho Barnes to everyone who knew her, an aviation legend in her own right. 
and the owner and proprietor of the Happy Bottom Riding Club. Poncho was a test pilot and the holder of a few aviation speed records herself. The Happy Bottom Riding Club was a favorite haunt of the test pilots and crews who worked at Muroc. Honestly, other than the government-supplied facilities, it was the only establishment around, and Poncho had a little contest going. The person who won was going to get a free steak dinner. The new test pilot settled in and got to work. He worked hard and took his assignment very seriously, but as a country boy, he still loved horses. And a day or two before an important test flight, he had what he described as a disagreement with his horse while out riding. The encounter broke a few of his ribs. He kept his mouth shut about it because he really didn't want to cancel that highly critical test flight. He worked with the maintenance crew to fashion one end of a broomstick to assist him in closing the canopy of the experimental aircraft. He said that if he hadn't been able to twist through the passage from the B-29 mothership into the cockpit of the experimental aircraft, he would have scrubbed the flight. But he was able to wiggle himself in and close the canopy. After the aircraft was dropped from the B-29, the sound of rockets that pushed it forward must have been plenty loud. But at 40,000 feet, he was the only one who could really hear them. Moments later, everyone on the ground listening and watching, on October 14, 1947, as Chuck Yeager flew the X-1, nicknamed the Glamorous Glennis, faster than any other human being had ever traveled, for the first time, a man went faster than sound, and the sound of a sonic boom echoed over the deserts of California. That was it. That's how Air Force General Chuck Yeager broke one of the most coveted and significant records in history and won himself a free steak dinner from Poncho Barnes at the Happy Bottom Writing Club. Kind of like winning the pre-Silicon Valley version of the X Prize, I suppose. So here's the outs. Chuck Yeager was a poor kid from West Virginia with a talent as a mechanic. Florence Lowe Poncho Barnes was a free-spirited woman who came from privilege. Both followed their passions and took advantage of and picked the right opportunities when they came along. Both took calculated risks, pushed themselves to the edge, and both became legends because they were willing to strive for excellence and try something new. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy an ounce, share it with your friends and family so they can enjoy the stories too. The ideas, the bonus episodes, and the practical bits as well. Send me a note and let me know what you think at jim at anounce.org. That's jim at anounce, one word, anounce.org. The Hindenburg disaster is one of the most well-known events of the early 20th century. Many have seen the old newsreels and the radio broadcast recorded as the Hindenburg burst into flames as it was attempting to land in New Jersey. Oh, the humanity! We'll explore that event. And another event that happened previously, one that had an even greater loss of life and is surrounded in mystery. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom, an ounce at a time.
Okay, Jimmy, we'll see you in a little bit. I'm just pulling your favorite chocolate chip cookies out of the oven. Okay, be right there. All right, don't be in a hurry. Like, don't break the sound barrier getting home again. I'm here. Ooh, it smells so good. Don't touch them yet. They need to cool. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.